Hello, my name is Maxine and I'm one of the trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrants and I'm also a professional celebrant and I'm here with um, my lovely team at the International College of Professional Celebrants. That's a lot of words saying the International College of Professional Celebrants. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> I'm a member of the training team and the operations director for ICPC as I should now call it um, and I'm also a professional civil celebrant. Hi there, and I'm Rebecca. I'm the training director and a trainer for the ICPC and a professional celebrant in my own right as well. And I'm Mike, and I'm also one of the trainers at ICPC and a professional celebrant. So we're here to talk about one of our favourite subjects, aren't we, which is love. And when we train people, when we open the, the training day, that's something that we talk about a lot, isn't it? It's a real beautiful lead into uh, the celebrancy career. Um, and people might sort of scratch their heads and think, is it? Because there's lots of different things. But I think at the heart of everything we do is, is love. And um, so I think a good place to maybe start with is, um, is weddings, because I think that's the most obvious isn't it so uh, Mike what's your what's your view on love in celebrancy and in particularly weddings well I think it's really a very special time and it's quite an obvious like you said it's quite an obvious ceremony and a celebration because you are you are celebrating together with everybody that is present all all of the guests you're celebrating the love of two people and it's lovely to be able to look back uh, where they first met and tell their story up to that point. And then it's that celebration of that time where you are celebrating the love and the promises between two people as they make their vows. And also thinking about the future going forward. So it's also a celebration of the future together, which is a it's lovely to be part of, not just as a celebrant, but also to be watching as the guests there to I suppose they're actually uh, as witnesses to those promises. I think it's I think you're right because it's just sometimes you think it's really obvious that it's just the love between the couple and, and I'm going to ask Rebecca in a minute so I'm, I'm priming you Rebecca about the ways as a wedding celebrant we can help people express that that love but it is also about the families isn't it Mike so I think you know when at the beginning of ceremonies we're all was very careful to include people in that um opening aren't we absolutely yeah uh, it's really important that everyone feels included you know right from the start that that you you welcome everybody in and that they feel part of it and so it's really important even right from the very start that you engage with all of those present and make them just feel that they are taking part in that very special ceremony. That it's not just something that they're observing, but they are entering into a time where they are, are together with that couple. And I love some of the rituals at ceremonies for weddings that you can do to bring and involve the, the, uh, the guests in to that. So, you know, there's, there's all sorts of uh, special rituals. There's uh, blessing of the rings. Uh, there's hand time where you can bring uh, members of the of, of their family and their friends together to really take part. So I think in as I 
prompted Rebecca to do this. We'll ask her to probably tell us a little bit more. Um, thank you for that, Mike. Um, it's about the different ways that we can, you know, help couples um, declare their love for one another, um, make their vows and share that love with the family. So, Rebecca, what have been some of your sort of favourite things that have, that, at your weddings where, you know, you've helped people do those things and shared the love? Yeah, share the love. Well, I think, I think, well, there are lots of different ways that you can do it. And it really does depend on the couple, doesn't it? And how they um, interact with their family and friends. But normally there's such a lot of joy um, at the wedding that you think, oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's just, let's capture this for them as a couple. So um, there are lots of ways. There are the rituals that Mike mentioned, but there are also ways of, I mean, you can get family and friends to make their vows to the couple to share the love from them to the couple so that's a really lovely way um, of doing that um, you can also um, you can include grandparents and siblings in different ways without them having to get up so you uh, might make you mentioned the um, blessing of the wedding rings so you can do that yeah um, but other ways that I've done it is where I've got everybody in the um, all of the guests to show their love to the couple. So when I say, let's show them some love, they literally just go, Mwah! like that. When <laughs> <laughs> you've got 100 people doing that for the couple and you've kept it as a surprise. Um, and then they feel, oh, this is just really lovely. It creates a lovely energy. But also what I really like is when you can hold space just quietly for the couple and everybody's in that moment. So when they share their vows um, and there's, there's this sort of silent and you can sort of feel this silent hug um, around them as they share their vows. That's really beautiful. Yes. Mm. And I think actually I love a love story. Mm. I don't know about you. I think one of the one of the most lovely things about being a wedding celebrant is being able to hear their love story and um, share it with their guests because, you know, there's laughter, there are, gasps the handkerchiefs come out um you can get different people involved in the story because quite often um couples are out with friends when they meet and um their friends have persuaded them to go out on a rainy night and they wouldn't have and all of a sudden they they do they you know bump into their beloved um and we can also use there's some really good um ways that people can talk about their love without being very personal aren't, aren't there Julie and some of the things that we do are around um sourcing poems and readings um I in my uh experience one of the things I love about the weddings I've taken is that love comes in many forms there isn't um there is the traditional male female young love uh, of which of course we do see but equally so um we also see people from different cultures who are getting married to people from another culture and we're able to take the love and content of that culture and what's significant to them and marry it with the other culture in a real celebration of love between the two families as well as their cultures as well as the couple we have older couples we have same-sex couples we have couples who <clears throat> have had a difficult journey and this then is the this is the, the culmination of overcoming those problems. 
what a privileged position we are in to be able to hold that space, as Rebecca said, and make something magical happen for the rite of passage that they will never forget. It actually makes me feel emotional even thinking about it. My heart bursts sometimes when I'm with a couple and the love is so tangible and real. And the other thing I really love is getting them in the beginning once um, the couple have entered and we've done a lovely welcome like Mike said and you make everyone feel loved and at home and relaxed is to let that couple share in the content mm. let them look out in, into their loved ones and their friends and their family and not just have their backs like a traditional position so they're sort of cut off and then conversely as Rebecca was saying that you know, when they come together in front of you for that intimate moment of promises and vows that they want to make to their partner, how precious is that to give them that wonderful moment? Honestly, the love is absolutely bursting out of every pore during those ceremony moments. So, yes, I can't remember what your question was, but I... <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. I'm, I'm going to put it to Rebecca, actually, because I think... Um, from the four of us, Rebecca is the passionate one about the poems, aren't? Um, and uh, I think if could you sort of talk about that, Rebecca, and how poetry and readings can be used to express love as well in a ceremony? Yeah, uh, uh, well, poems and readings, I and mean, we all love reading different things, don't we? <clears throat> and there are certain things that, um, you know, couples hold dear. They might have heard something from when they were a child that they've always thought, when I get married, I want that reading or that poem when I get married. And they've held that in their hearts. Um, and it, so the words mean something to them. And it could be something much uh, more recent that has been written that suddenly just hits home. And I think poetry and readings, it's the words that touch the heart. And you know, when you read something, you think, yes that that is that reflects what I feel for this person who's standing next to me that that reflects the love the happiness and the joy um and the and the sentiment um as well so I think read, uh, poems and readings they bring a a lovely extra dimension to the ceremony and um you know other people can join in as well so they can do the readings it's not just the celebrant or you know doing all of it and it does it's a lovely way to include people as well um if they want to so I think yeah that's that extra dimension the meaning behind the words um and and it kind of expresses something that perhaps they wouldn't have been able to write themselves mm. and then I guess you know talking about weddings quite often after there's been a wedding there are new people coming into families and that might be um a baby it might be a naturally conceived baby it might be sort of a, a, an adopted um child and that's you know that is a product of love and love in itself isn't it so it's it's a, a couple or um even single parents um there's lots of different circumstances into which you know you or your loved ones or your family could be welcoming um a new person into the world um so tell me a little bit more about that Julie about naming ceremonies and and the different aspects of love there 
Well, what's fascinating, I think, is that there has been a revolution in celebrant-led ceremonies in the last few years. And whereas things used to be years ago sort of done quite discreetly, done sort of behind closed doors, like an adoption ceremony, for instance, you know, there was no rite of passage to celebrate that years ago. And now there is. And we can have a, a look at um, involving that new person into a family and use ritual, as Mike was talking about, to really symbolically strengthen and um, pronounce that new relationship. Um, there's many, many new ceremonies where people who are changing gender and have a new identity. What yeah. a beautiful, beautiful way than having a celebrant-led ceremony to celebrate that, to show the world, this is the new me. This is my identity. This is what I am celebrating. And it's like a rebirth. You know, it's like a naming ceremony for a baby, but it's this new new person that maybe has had quite a long journey, probably has in all likelihood, had a long journey at arriving at that point. And there we are to celebrate the love, their friends, their family of this new identity. So, yes, celebrancy in the last, I think, probably five to ten years has really developed to mark the rites of passage that we have and want to mark in love does that answer your question yes absolutely because I think you know namings is a is a really interesting one because as you said there are so many ways um and so many you know you can you can name objects like <laughs> people yeah. who for example, you know, if you're going to do a, a boat naming ceremony, even you know, people, if you think beyond people, um, that um, you know, somebody could have laboured for years and years over this and invested lots of money. So, you know, there, there's an emotion attached to that. There's a recognition attached to that. Um, and I think you know, namings help people in a way. Um, recognize their place in society as well and, and affirm their importance and it's an affirmation isn't it of of that love so it I guess what I'm trying to say is that it shows love in lots and lots of different ways yeah. which is which is lovely so um we are going to talk about funerals before we do that I, I want to talk about everlasting love and love that's gone through highs and lows um, and we celebrate that really, don't we, when people come and um, renew their vows to each other, Mike? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, a vow renewal is is a, a beautiful occasion, isn't it? Where where you can involve so many of your friends um, to mark an occasion, um, years, years that have gone by, but to celebrate that journey. Like you said, it's uh, Maxine, it's it's very much that it that there's been highs and there's been lows through that journey and love the path of love is not always as smooth as maybe you you um had to plan things happen but it's that strength of love that relationship that sticks together beyond all of what comes their way and i think a vow renewal is a, a wonderful opportunity for a couple to publicly publicly declare like they did many years earlier at their wedding, the vows and the love that still exists and the strength that's there. And what I love about that is the fact that you are making, you're either reaffirming your promises that you made, you may be reading exactly the same vows that you made all those many years ago, or you may be 
publicly announcing new promises to one another and that you are you are sharing that amongst your family or your dear ones your your friends there and uh, it's a very special special occasion and a lot of a lot of couples don't choose to do it they don't choose to celebrate those significant milestones in their their marriage um but when people and i think it's becoming more and more popular people choose to actually say let's mark this occasion with our family there and it's lovely when members of the family have also been at the wedding and they've stuck through those times together and it's a wonderful occasion and a total privilege as a celebrant to be helping them and guiding them through that that wonderful ceremony i i agree absolutely and i found that there's much more emotion yeah. um in in a renewal of vows because there's more of a story there mm. and and when couples renew their vows they to me they feel more intense than they do at a wedding because there's you know you can it's palpable you can yeah. really, really feel it um and then they're also you know a really good excuse for a party aren't they a renewal <laughs> of vows um you know, and it's lovely to see. I think it's a really good one where friends get involved because they will have supported the couple who are renewing their vows to one another. Um, they could be renewing their vows to their um, to their family as well. So it's you know, again, we're kind of surrounded by love in in our job, aren't we? It's um, yeah. it's a real great privilege, I think, and, and that's the, the right words. So I'm going to move on now to to funerals, um, and I think. In funerals, love can be shown in many, many different ways um, in a funeral. So actually, I'm going to go back to you, Mike, and um, to talk to me about love at funerals. Well, I just um, I think that the um, a funeral is a lovely opportunity um, to really celebrate the, a, a, a person's life. And it's just so such a privilege to be able to be helping that uh, ceremony happen where you can bring people in from a very from sadness and and it is a sad time but you can also help people to make that transition to a celebration within that that ceremony it's a time to honor their loved one it's a time to say thank you to them uh, and it's it's even though it is quite overwhelming at times as a funeral and they've planned a lot to be able to just dedicate that time holding that space for their loved one and for everyone there and being able to express their love and their gratitude so everything that you say within a, a funeral is very much um it, it's words of thanks and it's words of gratitude and it's just being able to say look yeah we've come here to mark this person's life and the amazing impact. There is a love story there, Maxine, isn't there, too? Because throughout someone's life, you know, they loved people, they loved someone. And that is a celebration to be able to say that they loved you and you loved them. So the whole thing is wrapped up in love. And Absolutely. I suppose when you, and when you think about what grief is, it is the way that we are handling that love, how we find that the absence of them 
in our lives difficult because of the love that we had that bond yeah I think you're absolutely right and I I kind of going to come to Rebecca for this because you know not all funerals are about somebody who's had a long and fulfilling life there are Mm -hmm. as celebrants we find that we can be in um, situations where it's it's more difficult isn't it and um, there's, there's still the love there but it's you know it can be very very painful for what we would call a you know a difficult death yes yeah no absolutely and I think I think with that the price of love is grief isn't it and um but for people who have died earlier than expected or for children it Mm. it's also the shock Um, but in in that shock it just shows how much love there was for that person and as celebrants we are responsible for helping people through that time as Mike said in that in that short period of time you got in a funeral but there are so many ways of expressing love even through the shock um, again there are readings there are actions that you can do in the in the chapel or wherever they have in the funeral um, that means that you are helping them through that ritual of saying goodbye so you're helping to move people from one position to that position where they're able to say you know goodbye at that point you're also reminding them that the love doesn't stop then you know the love carries on um and it's helping them to realize that that they're responsible for the legacy of that love and to help that carry on so you know it's very responsible you're very responsible as a celebrant in a in a funeral for for helping people with that thank you and i want to talk about funerals a little bit more because they are very special in a way um and there are some lovely moments, aren't there, Julie, when you think I've I've really captured it. Um, you know, when you either when you talk to the family um, or when you write a eulogy or when you're actually delivering it. There's something a bit special about those moments of love in the room, aren't there? There is. And I think that comes back down to the ICPC training in as much as we teach people how to interview well, how to find that love, that communication, that story. We we teach them how the different questioning techniques to elicit all the information that's going to be essential to help them with that transition and to express that love. The, The moment you know that's succeeded is when people hold you at the end or hold your hand and say, I've you captured them, you knew them. Did you know them? It seems that you knew them. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can get that response um, where you really feel like they have represented the deceased well and honoured them in a really respectful and loving way, then that's, that's success. That's a successful ceremony. That's a successful use of your skills. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The other kind of comment you might have at the end of a ceremony might be not from the immediate family, but from guests who've come who say, I've never I've never been to a funeral like that before, yeah. which you can quite honestly say, there's never been one like that before. It's only about, and whoever the name is, the, the name of the deceased. So that's how special what we can do as celebrants, what the special things that we can bring that will help people through that journey of grief 
and help them really feel like they have done a proper, respectful, fond farewell to their loved ones. And we also, of course, present them with a script of everything we've created, all the poems, all the words, the words of the committal, the words of the welcome even. And they have got that to look back on. Now, years ago, that didn't happen. The funeral was there. It was gone. It was never recorded in any way, shape or form. Now we have those moments recorded in a beautiful script, maybe even a video recording. And you can revisit Mm -hmm. saying goodbye. And it, because we say goodbye many, many times, don't we, in grief? We don't say it just once when the mm-hmm. person's dead. We don't just say it the second time when it's a funeral. We revisit that goodbye many times, maybe never stop revisiting it when it's been someone really close to us. So to have those special things which show how much love there was in that ceremony for that person, my goodness, that makes a difference. It does. And I'm going to go around each of you in turn and ask you for some recollections of some ceremonies or services that have that have struck you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give you two to start off with my very first funeral. um, and, And this is really about the love for the deceased, if you want, or the couple. Um, mine was being struck by the different ways that people show love. So the first um, funeral service I ever did was a quite a no-nonsense woman who was mucking out her daughter's horse the day before she died. And she wasn't the kind of mum who would hug her daughters and tell them that she loved them all the time. She wasn't that kind of person. She was um, a lady who did everything and just got on with it. And she baked and gave people cakes and things. So although outwardly she would never be somebody who said, I love you, the amount of love that she had um, for the people around her and especially for her daughters was amazing. And and when you go back to the questioning techniques, Julie, if you hadn't been armed with that, I probably wouldn't have got to that level um, of understanding about this woman nor being able to tell her story. Um, And the other one was that I I did a funeral for a guy who was an alcoholic at the time that he died. And, you know, he was estranged from his family, but I spoke to his sister and I helped her write a eulogy which referred to his life when he was a child. Um, And it was about sort of saying to everybody, you know, he was young once, he was innocent once. I loved him as my brother. Um, and I think that helped um, where there was a lot of angst in the room. And I'm not saying that made it go away, that people just thought a little bit more about him and his circumstances and where he came from. Um, so those are the two things that really, really stick with me um, about showing love in different ways and showing how people feel about um, the deceased and who that person really was. Um, who'd like to go and give share an example with me? Yeah, I don't mind going next. Um, one of my very first um, ceremonies I did um, was for a gentleman. When I turned up to the family meeting, everyone was laughing and everything. everyone was very jolly. So I wasn't expecting that. So I waited to assess the situation and see where the grief was or was it being hidden or I really tried to play it very, very calm and talk them through and basically the message I had from everybody there was that nobody liked him they're (laughs) glad he was gone 
Um, he had no friends. He did the dirt on everybody. Um, and they're just going to go through the ceremony um, with some basic details. That was quite a difficult interview because finding some gems to honour this gentleman was was quite difficult. Anyhow, I, I managed to write the ceremony and during the actual delivery of that funeral, <clears throat> everything that nobody was shedding a tear. Um, I went through the ceremony as giving it as much warmth and affection as I could. And we got to the stage of the committal. And as the curtains closed, somebody shouted at the back, I loved you, Len. Oh, <laughs> absolutely broke me. Him and yet yeah, there was. See what a mess I am already. <laughs> it did. It took me aback that that man was loved. And I was really glad she was there and shouted that. Oh, oh lovely. That's wonderful. How lovely. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I did. Um, there's a couple that come to mind for me. Um, which one was a six-year-old girl, and um, she was in a hospice, and um, I. She wanted to talk about her funeral before she died. And she was just a beautiful little thing in terms of her. She was just very matter of fact. She wanted a Disney um, funeral. And, you know, she wanted, she knew the music she wanted and the little story and all of that. And, of course, when, when it came to doing her funeral, um, I felt very much, very much part of it. I met the family and, you know, all of that. And it was a lovely, a lovely funeral. I mean, incredibly sad, but um, it's one that sticks with me because I was dressed as Snow White. And <laughs> the funeral director was dressed as Woody and the pallbearers were dressed as Pluto and Goofy. So um, that's one that really sticks with me. But the love for her in the room was, was mm. just, you know, incredible, incredible. And then another one um, was for a couple that I'd married and she was... Um, the bride was terminally ill and so I got to talk to her about her funeral before she died as well mm-hmm. um, and it, and again it 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 did mean that you know I felt very much part of um, everything that was going on and I became friends with her in between the wedding and the funeral but um, it was lovely to be able to then deliver a funeral that that she very much wanted that she knew you know she had said I want this and this and this and I was prepared able to do that for her so yeah full of love full of thank love. you thank you mike have you got anything that springs to mind any memories yeah i i think what it's funny because different funerals have can have a different feel sometimes they're very positive and everyone it's a real celebration and others um can be quite quite solemn and you don't really necessarily it can it can catch you um unawares sometimes that you know even when you meet with the family they might say they want a celebration but on the day you know they might come in and actually because of the emotion and they they are very sad naturally and it's about adapting adapting to that you know and and being able to sort of run with it and that happened to me that's when I it was my very first funeral that I ever did and um the deceased, um, the widow there that I spoke to and the family, um, they wanted a celebration. And exactly that happened, that when they entered on the day, their whole, um, you know, everything changed. And, and it, they, I found it very difficult to actually celebrate. But it was but we shared the love. We shared his story. 
we shared the importance of him and his person, what he was like, his real essence. And I did my very best to do it. But it was funny. I wasn't getting I wasn't getting all the smiles and the laughs. But you know what? Right at the very end. And I thought, oh, no, it's 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 been a disaster, you know. And I I came out as as you do. I led the way, and then the main uh, the, the main family member, the sort of the family member, the wife came out, and I thought she was going to walk straight past me, but instead she came straight to me and she held my arms, and even though she had tears in her eyes, she looked straight into my soul. You know, it was like that, and she held onto my arm and gripped me, and she said. My dear, she said, if it hadn't have been for you, I couldn't have done this today. And it was just so it spoke to me. And I'm, I think that was the bit when I realised that uh, when I realised that actually the purpose, my purpose as a celebrant is not necessarily all of the meetings and all the writing. It's about delivering something that's meaningful to people. And it's about sharing that with other people. And it suddenly made me realise with all of the hours of practice and writing ahead of that funeral, it was my first one, and I spent hours on it because <laughs> I'd never done it before. And when I realised that that was the reason why I was doing it, and it was the big why am I doing it, I, it then all fitted into place. So after that, I realised the purpose of being a celebrant and what I really what I was needing to show and to do um so that was lovely but I think a, another slightly more joyous occasion was um a, a gentleman um a dad who was absolutely loved within his family and we had a double ceremony booked um as in a double slot so we had loads of time on our hands to really celebrate this man and how important he was as a husband, um, as a dad, as a as a granddad. He was so lovely. And I remember talking to, and it was lovely to be able to personalise a ceremony. And on this occasion, and I've shared it with Julie before, and she's sort of um, done something fairly similar, where um, I was listening to the family and the, uh, the, da- the eldest daughter said, you know, we want to put notes on his cardboard coffin. We want to either write notes or stick notes. But I do not want to put these notes in the funeral home. I didn't want to stick them all on and spend an hour sticking them all over his coffin. Um, and so I was taking note of that. But then I'd also listened earlier on, and it's important, isn't it, to listen as a celebrant, that he loved colour. He was a hippie, basically. And he loved butterflies. And as a result of that, um, I then sort of paused for a moment and I said, I've got an idea. I do, do accept this. Whoops. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, I, and I said, hang on a moment. I've got a thought of how we can do this. And we created a unique um, ceremony called a butterfly ceremony. And I was really proud of myself. Um, but it was we got these little butterflies uh, that were origami butterflies and uh, we made time in the ceremony to play a piece of music, write a beautiful 
um, some notes and some memories from each of the mourners. They then went up after the committal to stick them on the side of of the um, coffin that was very empty, very plain. It was a cardboard coffin. But when they stuck these 3D origami butterflies all over it, there were 200 of them. And, and it took me two, two loops around the song to actually stick them all on. It looked stunning. And I was so pleased. And the family and all the friends said that was so special. And it all enabled them all to partake, all to say goodbye, all to share their memories. And, and it went with him. So it was very special. Definitely. Thank you, Mike. That's a wonderful, wonderful story. And I think what I get from you when you're telling that story is your love for being mm. a celebrant. And um, I am going to ask you all, um, because we do love what we do. And we love it so much that we love to train people uh, in what we do. Um, it's just an amazing career that is is fulfilling. So I will kick off to give you time to think about it. Um, I guess I love several things about it. I think I love a love story. Um, to me, when you go into a room, be it with a couple, uh, be it for a naming, be it for renewal of vows or a funeral service, you're always looking for the love. And for me, when you hit that or you capture that moment, because people are so different and love is expressed in so many different ways, I just feel elated, mm. if you want. It's a really fantastic thing when you think, I've, I've, I've got it and I can, I can do what I need to do, as you said, Mike. And I think the second one is the kind of the love in the celebrant community. Um, and I, we have a, well, during the week when we're training people, there's all sorts of stories that are going on and running throughout. People have come from different backgrounds. And what I'm always struck by is the love and the support in the room that helps people. They they kind of found their tribe and almost they come feeling not safe and thinking and leave thinking, I didn't know there were so many wonderful, caring, supporting people in, in the world because their background and their journeys haven't necessarily been full of them. And I think the, the, the love and the support and the kind of non-competitiveness that carries on from, you know, during the week and throughout um, afterwards in our celebrant communities and our Facebook pages in our professional development all of that stuff is the reason why I'm here because I really really feel that um, when I'm with you guys and when I'm with um, all of our delegates on our courses so I think that's what I love the most. Um, Rebecca what about you? Um, yeah I, I think you're absolutely spot on with the in, in terms of the family, the network that we've got, the collaboration is is superb. Um, but in terms of uh, personally, for about being a celebrant, it's just the joy. So I use the word love a lot, but the joy of being a celebrant, joy of being part of those special moments is just, I don't know, it just fills my heart with joy. You know, I'm just, I wake up every single morning going, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to work. This is work. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's just such a fabulous thing to be involved in these special moments in people's lives. And um, yeah, I I just, I can't, you know, the joy literally goes poof out of me. <laughs> that comes out of your cheeks, doesn't it? Here somewhere. That's what these are full of. <laughs> oh, full of cheeks, full of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just everything about celebrancy that I absolutely love. Um, and I eat it, drink it, sleep it, dream it, live it. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> Julie, what, what do you love about celebrancy? Well, I can echo quite a lot of what has already been said. But I think that one other thing I'd like to add is that for me, the great part of what I do is I can make a difference. So having that where you make a difference in somebody's lives and it is a definite impact and an improvement. Um, it probably stems back to when I trained as a teacher and I could see that development in, in children I was teaching or adults I was teaching. And now I can see it both in the role of a trainer to, to share my knowledge and love of celebrancy, but also in carrying out ceremonies and making a difference to people's lives. That's what's fulfilling. That's what makes it every day, as you, as Rebecca said, every day a joyful day when you are when you're waking up and you're going to go to a wedding, in which case you're going to make the most happiest day. What's not to love? Mm -hmm. Even if you're going to do a special funeral, how rewarding is it? Those are the things I love. Thank you, Julie. And I absolutely couldn't agree more. Mike, what, what do you love most? I think about being a celebrant, I just I think I just love people, really. I just I loved I love finding out about people. I love building relationships with people and getting to know them and and really doing my very best. I worked in education for 25 years and um, I loved that role. I loved being a teacher and helping helping um, both children and adults, you know, in their development, like Julie said. And it's a real privilege to be able to be a trainer with the ICPC because actually I can still use my um, skills as a teacher in a remarkable way to be able to help others and share that love of celebrancy with others on their journey. And, and that is a great privilege for me in my role. As a celebrant, I think, um, yeah, I think as a celebrant, it is, it's very special. There is a special quote that says, the best things in life are the people that you love, the places that you've seen, and the memories that you've made along the way. And I sort of think in my role as a celebrant, I am bringing that out. I am thinking about, you know, the best things in the life of the people that people have met the love the love couple you know the children the 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 uh, at a funeral the the people that you love and the places that you've seen their journey uh their remarkable um life and also the memories that you've made along along the way and I think my job is very much about creating meaningful memories you know a, a, events and a, enabling that to be a memory that they look back on and reflect and think yeah that was a lovely time all right whether it's whatever ceremony they, that that was so that's I think as a celebrant that's me 
Thank you, Mike. Now, I was going to end with the um, Beatles quote about all you need is love, but I actually think you topped me on your quotation. Um, and I think you've sort of, well, you have beautifully summarised, I think, what our job is all around. So I'd love to thank you all very much. This has just been, I'm feeling warm and lovely now after this conversation about love. So I'd like you to thank me all thank you all thank you all i'd like to thank me too i'd like to thank you all for for joining me and um sharing the love thank you thanks max thank you very much thank you